Welcome back to Overtime with the uh, Teamster Union President James Hoffa and Shana and Bill and Chuck. Uh, Mr. President, how many times in your career did the Democrats come to you and say, we want to run you for an office? How many times? And after you retire, will you run for something? Well, I think I'm not going to run for something, but I look forward to being active in politics. Uh, Michigan politics uh, are really exciting right now and uh, all the things going on with that we've been talking about in your, 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 your program. Uh, there's a lot going on right now, and I'm, I'm very, very active in the union. Uh, I'm going to be president until March of uh, 2022, so I'm not leaving anytime soon. Uh, but I'll be playing an active role uh, in the union, uh, no matter who wins, and also in Michigan politics. Uh, I don't intend to run for anything, but to be part of, you know, basically a movement to make Michigan a better place. But how many times in your career did folks come to you asking you to run? Well, I mean, uh, at, at one one time, somebody asked me to run for vice president, so, and uh, that was that was something of the United States. Pat, <laughs> Pat Buchanan, Pat Buchanan wanted me to run for vice president with Pat Buchanan. <laughs> You're pulling my leg, aren't you? I'm telling you it happened. Wait a minute, Buchanan. <laughs> Let's talk about this, all right? Buchanan comes to you and says, look, it, I'm a little crazy. You want to join my ticket? I, I said, uh, I don't think so, but keep up, keep up doing what you're doing. But uh, Pat Buchanan approached me. And I, I'm, I'm glad I turned him down. <laughs> Chuck, you got one? Yeah, I do. Uh, Mr. Hopper, you've been in Washington for quarter of a century there, so you know the politics well. You've worked uh, with both Democrats and Republicans. A lot of infighting right now within the Republican Party. Uh, what advice would you give the Republican Party? Well, they've got to get more real. You know, I, one of the best examples I have is this battle over to get this pension uh, relief plan passed. I've worked on it for eight years. I talked to the leadership over and over again uh, of the Republican Party. And no matter what I did, they turned me down. They wanted our members to sacrifice. They wanted our members to take cuts. Uh, they wanted to do everything wrong with regard to how to solve this problem. Uh, and I spent hours and hours on a bipartisan basis trying to get this done. Uh, and they basically said, no, 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 no. So that's a pretty tough lesson of just being so doctrineer, so stuck in their ways of not reaching out to find, you know, because we, we could be an ally with regard to some issues. Uh, and if you see it today, uh, when there is a vote, it's, you know, 50-50, uh, and you have to have the vice president break it. That's the kind of, you know, lack of bipartisanship that you have in Washington today. So I would tell them to, to, to you know, knock it off, uh, basically start working with people and worry about, you know, worry about the United States, worry about the average person, uh, our citizens out here, and stop uh, the partisan politics uh, that they keep practicing. Shana. You had mentioned uh, right to work earlier, and I just wanted to follow up with you on that. Did did the right to work laws turn out to be as detrimental to the unions as everybody feared at the time? Well, no, it's it's amazing. Uh, and there's been a number of studies done since uh, uh, Snyder passed that. Uh, I have something I want to always say. You know, Snyder did like everything wrong from the, the Flint crisis, uh, uh, to right to work. But the one thing he did right was to increase the speed limit. So I want to give him credit for that. So that, <laughs> that, that was good. He made it 70 to 75. That was the best thing he did. Uh, but, you know, you know, uh, right to work is amazing. We've actually increased the number of unionized people in Michigan since right to work. Uh, but our goal is eventually to take back the House 
in the Senate and Lansing and to get that repealed. Mr. Ballinger? Yeah, let me ask this question. You were, I think, a Ford Foundation fellow, legislative staffer in Lansing, in the state capitol back in the 1960s. And you had the exact opposite situation then, a Republican governor, George Romney, and you had a Democratic-controlled legislature. Now you've got a Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer, and a Republican-controlled legislature, and you said you're interested in Michigan politics. What's the big difference in your view between then and now? Well, I think people worked a lot more together back then. I had to talk about that era. I was I shared an office with Basil Brown uh, and Coleman Young. Wow. Uh, they were both senators wow. at the time. Really going back. You're still and, uh, alive. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was just tiny office in the basement uh, of, of the Capitol, the old Capitol. Uh, so it was, it was quite a time. Uh, but, you know, the, the politics, I think, are, were, were, were tougher today. It is right down the line. Uh, you know, they basically you know, take on the governor on every issue. Uh, it's like, you know, when Mitch McConnell uh, told uh, Obama, I'm here to make you fail. Uh, it's basically the same idea. We're here to make you fail, take away your power. Uh, I think the governor is doing a good job with regard to coping with the biggest crisis we've faced, which is this epidemic, uh, this pandemic. So, you know, they're not helping her. Uh, basically, they're fighting her all the way. Uh, so, you know, it hasn't I think it's worse now than it was um, years ago. You know, we talk about, you know, national politics. We talk about, you know, Tip O'Neill and when people go out and have a drink together that, you know, the different the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, would basically trade back and forth to get the job done. That doesn't seem to exist today. It seems to be a different time uh, where people are very, very partisan. Uh, it's true in Michigan and it's true uh, in the Capitol right now in Washington, D.C. Mr. President, is there a generational problem in the union movement and that you have many members who remember People lost their lives to create the union. And then you have younger members who have no idea of that history. Uh, is that a potential problem as you try to bring people on board? Is that they have no sense of history at all? Well, I think that's true. I mean, because you talk to people today, um, you know, who, you know, are 20, 30 years old. Uh, there's such a generational gap. Some people don't even know what a union is. I was talking uh, to somebody and he, what's a union? Uh, I couldn't believe a person would say that, uh, but the person was in twenties and thirties. So there's this lack of education. Uh, the Teamsters Union. We have a history department where we go out and we have people that go out and show basically a history of the Teamsters Union. The Teamsters Union is 110 years old. We show them what happened, how we got here, and the fact that you make good wages today, that you have paid vacation, the fact that you have a pension didn't just happen. Uh, and the employer didn't give it to you. We did it because we fought hard over the years to get there. So when you're coming in at 25 years old, uh, you're basically coming on the shoulders of those people that worked hard to accomplish all that. It's a big educational problem, and we do run into that. Mr. President, final question. What did you learn at your father's knee that you've carried with you the rest of your life? Um, well, I would say, you know, when growing up, uh, we would always take our Sunday drive, and eventually we always ended up on a picket line. And I walked the picket line when I was 10 years old, uh, carrying a sign, and it basically imbued in me the idea of fighting you know, for working people. Uh, that's what I learned from him. Uh, it was something he talked about all the time. It was the number one thing in his life, and I've benefited from that, and I hope other people have too. 
Mr. Hoff, it's great to see you again. Please stay healthy. Uh, good luck in your retirement. You still got a ways to go, but you're a lame duck, aren't you? Well, we don't use that term. We're here to fight every way right to the end. <laughs> Mr. Hoff, it's good to see you. Also, thanks, Mr. Ballinger, Mr. Stokes, and Shayna. See you right here next week, Off the Record.